Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to LGBTQ America. My name is Brandon Carmody. We want to welcome our listeners in the United States and around the world. My next guest is often referred to as the busiest man in all of Portland, and no, I don't mean the mayor. Cameron is a proud uncle, storyteller, advocate, policy wonk, kombucha addict, executive director at Know Your City, change maker in the community he loves. Please welcome to LGBTQ America, Cameron Witten. Good morning, Brandon. Thanks for having me. Hi, Cameron. Thanks for being with us today. So uh, we just wanted to touch base with you. There's been so much going on in Portland, Oregon, since this incredible election. Um, how are you doing today? Well, I wouldn't call the election incredible. Um, it's definitely been life-changing, for sure. <laughs> definitely. So uh, let's go over a few things here. Can you tell us what is the PDX resistance? Yeah, so uh, we in America are still – recovering, responding, processing uh, what happened during uh, this election this year. I am sure that the whole world is just shocked and shaken to see um, the results of our presidential election. Uh, This country has gone through decades of progress for civil rights for many marginalized people, including women, people of color, um, immigrant communities. And I'm afraid for that future. I'm afraid to see uh, what will uh, be uh, taken back, um, what might be lost. And everybody's still processing that, what's going to happen. Everybody uh, is in doubt of what a Trump presidency will look like. Uh, For me, uh, I am afraid of my rights um, as a a queer, black, uh, low-income person. I'm afraid what's going to mean for health care or who I can love. Um, for whether I can leave uh, my house safely in the mornings. And so um, because of all of these complicated feelings, um, people here in Portland are working to respond to that. And one of those responses that has gotten a lot of attention lately and has really grown in visibility has been Portland's resistance, which is, you know, to put it basically, uh, a grassroots movement of people who are uh, upset but who feel like we have to come together. We need a coming together of community to uh, have a unified voice and really show what is the change that we want to represent? What is the voice of America's future? And how do we get a decision? How do we get a say in how this nation moves forward? So Portland Resistance is looking to organize at a national and a local level to make sure that we really oppose um, Trump's views of you know, bigotry, of exclusion, of hate, of fear. Uh, We're really showing that there are so many people, communities in this country that want to, uh, you know, live with love, that want 
policies that include and empower and not just divide and separate. Excellent, excellent. Now, those are substantial goals, of course, Cameron. So Portland has been on the national and even international news in recent days as a result of the protests. So just so we clearly define this for our listeners, was the PDX resistance um, the group that organized peaceful protests? Is that where the protests began, was with the resistance? No, so there were protests that started election night. I remember I was on my bike. I was leaving an election uh, watch party, and as I was biking um, through downtown to go to bed, I was in, I was around Chinatown, and I heard all this yelling and screaming, hollering. And at first, my thought was, "Oh, this is Chinatown. Like that's what you hear at all times at night because you know we have um, right. the entertainment district there." And there's a lot of social services there. So you're usually hearing somebody screaming for some reason. But then I started hearing, like, Trump. And I was like, no, this is more than just a regular Chinatown noise. And I bike a few blocks, and I find on Sixth and Bird's side, there was a group of at least 200 people. And they all looked around college age. Uh, they were all probably students at PSU. And that was actually an initial march. And it wasn't organized by anybody. It was just a call to action for folks who were so – because even that first day, you know, um, even as results came in on the West Coast at 8 p.m., it was like, yeah, it kind of looked like it was Donald Trump, but really we were also hoping that it wasn't. Uh, so when folks really started feeling like it, like, we, like it was set in stone near midnight, people started getting out into the streets organizing, and I stayed at that march up until about 2 a.m., and there was another one that happened Wednesday that took the highway, and then Portland's resistance actually put on its first event on Thursday night, and that was the big event that was covered both nationally and globally. So, um, so far, uh, we've seen Portland Resistance put on three separate events. It includes the uh, Thursday march. Uh, there was a uh, uh, community uh, dialogue that they did outside of City Hall on Saturday, and then the next day, Sunday, they had a community vigil. Definitely, and, and of course, as we should. Thursday, and, and, and as and the Sunday. world saw, as the world saw in those events, you know, it was uh, organized as a peaceful protest. And as we understand, there were vandals, there were extra individuals that were not associated with the resistance that came in, and that's what was shown on the news was the smashing of you know car windows on a car lot, store windows. So just just so that we say it out loud for listeners, those vandalous actions were not sanctioned. That was not part of the plan. Is that more than a fair statement? Yeah, so uh, Portland's resistance had planned a peaceful march uh, going through the streets. Uh, There was no uh, planned or endorsement of uh, damages done to buildings in Portland. Uh, But I was able to be there for that demonstration. I have live-streamed pretty much um, every mass mobilization in Portland uh, since election night. And uh, what people do not get to see if they're only watching uh, our mainstream media is just the hundreds, thousands of people who are out there uh, protesting for hours uh, peacefully and uh, talking to people on the streets, um, building community with others. And that's something that uh, I think people should really know about is that uh, Portland globally is recognized as the center of the resistance because we are building community here, because we do have a lot of support from people in Portland to be out there and showing what we believe in. 
I, I agree completely. And it should also be noted um, there is a GoFundMe page that has been set up by the PDX resistance to help uh, rebuild the city. So this is the even though the resistance is not uh, directly responsible for the vandalist acts and the, the million dollars damage to Portland, they do have a GoFundMe page. So we'll be sure to link that up right now. The funding is sitting at $55,281. Um, so I was there, you know, you and I ran into each other on Friday the 11th. So uh, I know that we saw a lot of the same events when we were in the same space, but you you continued on with that march onto the bridges later on on Friday night. And uh, you not only saw with your own eyes, but you live streamed some rather traumatic events. Will you please tell us in your own words, um, what, what did you see and experience on the Morrison Bridge, if you would? Well, it happened really fast, and uh, this was getting uh, pretty late into the night, and as folks were coming from uh, east side of the river, crossing Morrison into downtown, uh, there was a very unfortunate altercation that happened, uh, and we saw four individuals uh, jump out their car, um, pull out uh, an automatic rifle, uh, you know, throw threatening gestures at people, um, jump back into their car, uh, then jump back out a few seconds later, and um, eventually ended up uh, shooting one of the people who were uh, with our peaceful demonstration. Uh, fortunately, that person has survived. Um, unfortunately, uh, does not have medical insurance, and so I'm worried about his financial safety as long as, in addition to his emotional health. Um, but uh, fortunately, nobody was uh, killed during that situation, and uh, the police uh, were able to go out and uh, find the suspects involved in the situation. And so for me, that was a, a very uh, fast and shocking experience, but I'm also, uh, what I think for me, the, the strange observation is just the fact that um, the, the people who had that gun and were so willing to um, use that on Friday morning uh, was able, or Friday, uh, Saturday morning, uh, the fact that they would have pulled that out and used that against somebody else at any other time, um, and the fact that we had hundreds of people out on that bridge um, being aware um, we had medics there on the scene to immediately help that person who was shot. Um, the police were there, and then in less than 25 seconds, um, it actually, I think, because of that, we actually saved somebody else's life. Um, and so I, even though never would want that to happen, the fact that we had so many people there watching and ready to, to take action, um, we actually prevented somebody else from being caught in a situation without that kind of visibility. Definitely. And, and I, I'm sure that it goes without saying that all of this has an impact on the situation. Um, so you were live streaming. Was your video able to help in bringing the, the suspect to justice? I understand that your video may have actually helped identify the license plate. Yeah, so uh, before the shooting happened, I did uh, go on my – I was on my bike, and I biked up to the car – make sure to get a video of the license plate. And uh, because I was being live streamed, uh, a lot of people were able to look at the license plate number, and that information was uh, also passed over to the police. And, yes, that's what happened. That, that's great. So you were, you were able to play a role in helping the police in bringing this to justice. Does this worry you in any way that this detracts from the goals of the, the broader message, the 
anti-Trump uh, message so where we were trying to bring everybody together? Is this a one-off incident, or do you worry about any future occurrences? Well, I've been talking to a lot of folks on the streets about their feelings on the protests, and it's a really strong uh, consensus of people who are supportive of the message that's out there. Um, we're continuing to see organizing. Um, all kinds of groups have been doing their own mobilizations, whether they are candlelight vigils, they are holding hands across the bridge, they're doing uh, family demonstrations. Uh, there's also mass mobilizations continuing to happen. So it's still happening, and I think that our community is doing what we need to to, to keep safe. Uh, fortunately, we've not seen um, any levels of violence or property damage that we saw in that first week of the election. And uh, I think that we're having serious conversations about what we do, what we can do to keep people safe. And um, I'm sure that there will continue to be protests in the future because we're seeing you know, Donald Trump uh, showing his poor judgment with uh, openly appointing uh, people with ties to white nationalism and uh, long histories of uh, racial discrimination and targeting. Um, so I think people are still extremely upset, and I do expect Portland, which truly is the heart of the resistance, to continue taking action. Definitely. And uh, I was protests can take multiple forms in terms of speaking out for our civil rights. I want to play a clip for you and for our listeners, and then we'll get your feedback on the other end. So uh, Vice President-elect Mike Pence, uh, for whatever reason, decided to go take in a showing of Hamilton on Broadway, which, of course, you know, probably was a strange decision on his part. But the cast of Hamilton gave an incredible uh, impassioned plea, not a speech per se, but a plea clip, and we'll get some feedback. Here we go. Vice President-elect Pence, we welcome you, and we truly thank you for joining us here at Hamilton and American Musical. We really do. We, sir, we are the diverse America who are alarmed and anxious that your new administration will not protect us. Our planet, our children, our parents, or defend us and uphold our inalienable rights, sir. But we truly hope that this show has inspired you to uphold our American values and to work on behalf of all of us. All of us. So if I understand correctly, uh, they caught Pence on the way out the door. I'm sure that he caught the speech. Um, President-elect Donald Trump is calling for the cast of Hamilton to issue an apology at this point. Uh, what's, what's your response to the incredible speech from the cast of Hamilton to VP Pence? Well, I'll just first of all say that Donald Trump has been saying all kinds of stuff on his Twitter all kinds of days. Uh, I really don't believe that Donald Trump even believes half of what he puts on Twitter um, and for me, it's really sad uh, considering um, everything that happened this past year, seeing how um, President-elect Trump uh, ran his campaign, which was super de- divisive, uh, very much you know, targeted uh, people with personal insults from Republicans to Democrats, people of all political persuasions, actually harassing people and documentation of him talking about sexually assaulting women and 
all these other, like, the lawsuits that he's taken against people, like, actual actions and things that he said and done that have actually harmed people. And what I, what we just heard was completely civil, was completely open-minded, and was a conversation and the fact that that could be translated into harassment makes no sense to me. What also doesn't make sense at all is that uh, this this past week, Donald Trump was tweeting that he was grateful uh, that people were protesting in the streets after the results of the election. And so for me, that is some serious cognitive dissonance. So you have this uh, man who is saying, oh, well, people are protesting me, and they're all chanting, fuck Trump and all these things um, in the streets. Uh, This is great. And then you have this cast of people who are talking about presidential values, um, talking to the VP and saying, thank you for joining us. Here's how we want to be included in your administration. And that equates to harassment. So for me, it just, it's another thing that just proves that uh, this is a man of very short temperament. Um, a lot of what he says does not make sense. And we're in some really sad, confusing times in the next four years in America. Definitely. Now, we had uh, Greg McKelvey from the PDX Resistance on the show, and he was talking about ways that we, you know, as a people, I mean, literally, I'm not talking just LGBTQ. I'm basically talking about all of us that are now one large marginalized group. He was talking about ways that we could insulate ourselves from Donald Trump policies. So let's, let's go into a lightning round here. So let's say if any messaging that we as Americans can project onto VP-elect Trump if that message is lost on him, if he's not going to change, then isn't that a pretty good plan B for us is to work on ways to insulate ourselves from his policies, assuming that he won't change his messaging, right? Yeah. So what's next for you, Cameron? Uh, obviously, this is uh, we're going to be hunkering down for a long four years here. What, what do you want to see right now? What, what's next for you? I would say this changes everything for me. Um, I reflect a lot of people uh, who in the past decade have felt that there's been progress, even though there hasn't been perfection in this past uh, presidential administration with Barack Obama, there has been progress. And a lot of people have been content with that. I with 100% certainty have expected to say President Lex Clinton, and that is not the case. And so there's a lot of people now who felt like even though things were not perfect, uh, there were people at the top that were making sure that progress was being made. So now that that is not the case, this changes everything for me, and I'm really open to what that means for the future. I expect to be uh, blogging more, um, starting a new online blog, and really be have a watchdog look at what's happening nationally in the capital. I plan on working with Portland Resistance to make sure they have a strong platform, and are empowering um, historically unseen, underrepresented voices to be involved in civic leadership, and who knows what else could be in the future. You know, I do not want uh, the slate of candidates who are running for these offices to not look like me, to not have my experiences. And so I want to be able to encourage uh, people from diverse backgrounds to run for office so that we all have a chance for representation in our democracy. And so for me, um, the door is open. The door is open to so many possibilities. But what I do realize is that we all have to, we all have to feel the call to do more than what we did before and make sure that we do try to protect and push forward progress in America. 
All right, Cameron Witten, uh, we thank you so much for coming on LGBTQ America. Best of luck to you, sir. Thank you. Have a great day. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 